Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA World Championship Series, a standing room only crowd on hand. This is going to be a dynamite night. to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! Bryant for the win. Bang! Now with a three from the corner. It's good! Damian Lillard! One way downtown! Yeah! Ball down to Orion straight on three. Good! Says get it out of here! Cleveland! This is for you! Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Tick tock, set your clock, set your alarm, set your watches. The countdown is on. We are just over 21 hours away from the start of the 2023 NBA playoffs. And you guys just saw this. This is where amazing happens. And we're here to get you set on NBA Today, presented by American Express. There you know it's a big show. Yes, sir. When the man, the myth, the legend is in the building. Stephen A. Smith, Chenea Gumake, Kendrick Perkins is going to be joining us in just a little bit. And there are so many questions yes. heading into these playoffs that I think we need to look at, we need to address, we need to answer before the clock that's behind me hits zero. So let's start in the West here, guys, mm-hmm. because it feels at least to me like this is as wide open as the West has been right. in, in years. For mm-hmm. you, though, Stephen A., what is the number one question in the West? Well, actually, I have two. Our first question is, why isn't Kendrick Perkins out West? <laughs> That's the first question. I mean, he should have been here. Why am I here? He's not here. But we'll discuss that another day. The other question would be this. Is this, <laughs> is this the end for the Golden State Warriors? I think it's a legitimate question. I refute it. It is not the end. The Warriors are still a team to be reckoned with. They will be a team to be reckoned with for the future. But a lot of people out there got a lot of questions about them. They haven't been able to win on the road this year. Had just about 11 road victories. We know how awful they were away from San Francisco. And obviously, they're not going to have home court advantage in any of these series. What are they going to do? Mm. That's the question. I believe I know the answer because I believe in these boys. But that is a question. Stephen A., you know you always pick the Warriors. 
stories. You did it last year, and you looked like a savant, a genius, a basketball aficionado, which you are. But now you have a question for them, even though you probably are still picking them. Let me just say, I want to start things very nicely, because yes. I know you always say that we, we yeah, treat... Here we yeah, I'm in the middle. Right. Well, well, I got to be in the middle coast. between y'all. Y'all sandwiching me. Y'all, you're plotting against me. No, we're not. We're, we're, we're <laughs> friends here. And your feelings are fluid. So I'll get to my answer. In the West, the big question, yes. the big question, as it's not, it's very fluid in the West, is really the Phoenix Suns. Hmm. Can they get it done? When you acquire someone to the talents of Kevin Durant, who did not just have a 50-40-90 season, he had a, what, 55-40-90 season? Right. History in 47 or so games. The expectation is automatically championship no matter where you go. So my question is, can these guys, after acquiring Kevin Durant, which we love Devin Booker, Chris Paul had some better games as the, you know, the season sort of winded down. DeAndre Ayton is another question within the question. Can he show up and hold things down with that youthful exuberance and spirit in the post? Can this iteration of the Phoenix Suns that really gambled and put all of their chips in the middle of the table to get Kevin Durant really make this a championship year? I know the pressure feels like it should be this year. It could be later, mm. but I think all eyes are going to be on them because they know the implications of such a decision. Well, particularly this first-round series against the Clippers, when the Clippers are shorthanded here, it feels like, okay, maybe we want to see this. This could be something you'd ever want to bet against Kawhi Leonard, but then when you look at the firepower on the other team, it feels like that's a foregone conclusion. For you, Perk, what's the biggest question out West? Well, first of all, Stephen A., my brother, I love you to death, but don't you get too comfortable in my damn seat, okay? Don't get too comfortable in my damn seat. I love you. I know you love L.A. Don't get too cozy in there, all right? That's the first thing. Okay. But I but I hear, I hear us talking about, I hear the world talking about, hey, is this the end of the last run for the Golden State Warriors? Sinead just talked about, you know, when it comes down to the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant, can him and Devin Book and CP3, can they get it done? And we talk about does LeBron have enough left in the tank to overcome this young Memphis team? And do Sacramento, can Sacramento beat the Warriors mm -hmm. knowing that they're young but have home court advantage? Well, the team that has the best record in the Western Conference is the Denver Nuggets. Yes, it is. And why? Does the Denver, why the Denver Nuggets don't have us talking about them and they're the number one seed? Is it because their coach has called them out plenty of times on being soft? Because they have all the pieces. They have a two-time MVP in uh, Jokic. They have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. who are all-star caliber players. You have Jeff Green, uh, Bruce Brown, and uh, Aaron Gordon guys that fit perfect around their system and a good coach in Michael Malone. So the question is, is that what are the Denver Nuggets doing that we're not talking about them for us being the favorite hmm. for us representing the Western Conference? That is my question. Well, they fell off. They fell off those last few weeks for, for the regular season. Yeah. We understand that there was an injury to Jokic. There's no doubt about that. But they, they tailed off a bit. And when they tailed off, what they reminded us of is who they are. Mm. In other words, they were a really, really, really good team. But when you look at the elite, yeah. you say, would they really get over the hump? Have they convinced you that they're those dudes? They haven't. That's, all, that's the answer to your question. Nobody believes Denver are those dudes mm. until 
further notice. Well, and that's kind of my question is, is one through three in the West true, right? When we look at the Denver Nuggets, when we look at the Memphis Grizzlies, when we look at the Sacramento Kings, they've been some of the best teams in the league all year long. They've been consistent. And yet we're still saying, Mm -hmm. well, but the Lakers, they could really push Memphis. Oh, but Golden State, really, they have a chance against an inexperienced Kings team. Nobody fears the Denver Nuggets. So one through three in the West, that really is my question. But then out East, it kind of feels like we got the Bucks. It feels like we got the Celtics. We got the Sixers. And then we got everybody else. So, Stephen A., what's your biggest question out there? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you this A little bit. <laughs> um, in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, are the Philadelphia 76ers going to finally complete the process. Mm. Now, as a person that worked mm. in Philadelphia for 17 years, I was so appalled. It's a true story. No exaggeration. I was so appalled. I called up and ultimately paid a visit to the league office because I was so appalled at them throwing games years ago. Hmm. It was ridiculous. They were losing on purpose. It was embarrassing. And they had to change it, okay? Well, you sat up there, false. Ben Simmons, MB. We waited years for all of this. MB is that dude. He's my league MVP. You got hard and Maxi can ball. You picked up the Anthony Melton, you got Shake Milton, okay? You look at the pieces that they have in place. There's no excuse for the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers. I know Milwaukee and Boston are are perceived as being a bit better in our eyes, but the bottom line is the 76ers have what it takes, especially if James Harden shows up and does what he's supposed to do. Will the process finally be completed? Mm. That is the question. And the implications if it's not, right? Because Joel Embiid, he's leading the league in scoring for the second straight year as a center, which is very remarkable. Again, this is my MVP, uh, Joel Embiid as well. If I had a vote, hey, NBA, hey, Adam Silver, give me a vote. <laughs> I would love one. I would, I would appreciate it. I would cherish it. But then also, I think the implications of, all right, if they don't get it done, what happens? Because you have those rumblings with James Harden, and you heard the feelers. You know, I keep my ear to the ground when it comes to Houston about, like, those types of situations where right. he may leave. You also have young developers developing stars and Tyrese Maxey, it's like, all right, how do you maximize this situation where maybe this didn't work? We thought the spark plug, we thought the role players, we thought the defense. They figured out the offense. Now they have to figure out completing a season. Sure. What is the what is the standard? Is it getting to the NBA Finals and you feel like the process is complete? Or is it winning a championship? Actually, like Stephen A., w- would you feel better if the Sixers made it to the finals at least mm. and say at least the process gave the, the fruits of the labor actually? Made? My answer to that would be yes, without question. Again, but to me, you can do it all because who in the West can't they beat? When we think about the Philadelphia 76ers and who their their biggest roadblocks are, it's Boston and it's Milwaukee. So if you get there, then we'd be saying, finish the damn job. And that's really what this comes down to. So it's going to be interesting. Well, particularly because in the second round, they would have to play Boston. They would have to go through Boston. Milwaukee gets an objectively simpler path to the finals. I believe Boston would beat them. You believe Boston is I believe Boston has Philly's number. I believe Boston has. They have in the past, historically. I just do. And when B dropped 52 on them and won that game a few weeks ago, remember, Jalen Brown had played in that game. Mm -hmm. And that's what it took. Well, and then there's the implications of Doc Rivers. What happens there? We had him on the show yesterday, and I asked him, what is a successful season to you? And he said, I think you know the answer to that. And I said, well, my answer would probably be the finals. And he kind of said, yeah, that sounds about right. You did a damn good job with the interview. Thank you. And you did a damn good job hosting (laughs) Countdown this past week in Malika. Mm. I'm just saying. I I mean, I feel like. Somebody got to tell you. I appreciate that. I know we're supposed to be bringing you flowers today since you said me and Shanae aren't nice enough to but you. So fine. we're working on that. Big not, perk. Big, big, big perk. They're not. Do you agree with Stephen A? Not that me and Shanae are not nice enough because we definitely are nicer to Stephen A than we are to you. But the, the biggest question in the East is the Philadelphia 76ers. You know what? I understand, right, what Shanae and, and, and Stephen A is going with this as far as them completing the process. 
but can a certain team actually complete the mission? And that team that I'm talking about is the Boston Celtics, mm. the team that actually went to the NBA Finals Their last year. Their hashtag unfinished business. A team business. that has a player, a team that has a player in Jason Tatum, who just finished the season averaging 30. The only Celtic, the first Celtic player in that organization to do that. When you look at their roster, they have two bona fide superstars. They have a bench in Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White. You have a defensive player of the year type player in Marcus Smart who won it last year. You have two guys that can anchor your interior in Al Horford and Robert Williams, and you could throw in Blake Griffin to that aspect because he's been giving them some solid minutes. So when I look at their roster and I look at what they done last year and how they started the beginning of the season, how is the Bucks the favorite now? What did the drop-off happen with the uh, Boston Celtics? Hmm. Did they get bored? So that is my question in the East. Are they going to complete the mission? Because, look, although they may have Philly number, those games were very, very close. Even when they had Jason Tatum, yeah. remember, he had to hit a buzzer beat of three the second game that was the, uh, before the last game that was right. in Philadelphia. Well, first of all, I'm not going with that. I think Kendrick Perkins caught up in his emotions. He picked Boston to win it last year. They let him down. They broke his heart. And he was in the city of Boston. He was very upset. He actually showed up to Harvard. They didn't even want to let him in. They didn't even want to let him in after that because they was blaming him for the loss. He still hasn't gotten over that. That's number one. Okay, so let's get that out the way. But number two, and more importantly, I think when you look at Boston, I will remind Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins is brought up on numerous occasions. Janae Malika, trust me on this. I know this. He's brought up Missoula and how True. a question mark that would be True. because Ime Udoka guided that team to the finals last year. Yep. Let's see what Missoula is going to do. That would be yep. a reason why they're not the prohibitive favorites at this particular moment in time. Kendrick Perkins knows that. He just didn't want to bring it up because he's in his emotions. And I think when you think about these matchups in the East, I mean, I am like so excited <laughs> for them just because if you look at the star duos, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Right. All right, you're going to have to beat Giannis and Drew as a duo. You're going to have to beat James Harden and Joel Embiid as yeah. a duo. Yeah. So there's so many different ways that it's like, all right, if the, the young guys, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, struggle, will the supporting cast hold them down to carry them through? Mm. So many different layers to this. Well, what about this duo, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle? Because at the beginning oh, of the goodness. season, Stephen A., oh. you remember the Schneck. <laughs> they Don't were down Don't on their knees, started. Spike Lee and Stephen A., <laughs> praying at the draft. Help, help us, please, Knicks gods. And now here they are facing off against Donovan Mitchell and the Cavaliers. How are we feeling about them today, Stephen? Let me say this to y'all right now, okay? Let me be very, very clear. I'm very proud of the New York Knicks in the season that they've had. Tom Thibodeau is a coach of the year candidate, even though I knew it was going to go to Mike Brown and deservedly so. Okay? Julius Randle came to work every day until he got injured and missed the last five games of the year. Jalen Brunson, one of the biggest steals in the history of free agency. Look at what the man has done. Okay? I'm seeing quickly and Grimes and Toppin. Oh, my God. Orange and blue skies, baby. Orange and blue skies. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something right now. All right? I will openly confess that I'm a little bit nervous because that dude, Donovan Mitchell, is that dude. That dude. He's him. that dude. But Kendrick Perkins has allowed me to fantasize. And because y'all have been so nice to me, because that's a fantasy become reality. I never saw it happening, but y'all have actually been very nice to me. I'm going <laughs> to fantasize a little bit more. The New York Knicks beat Cleveland. What if the New York Knicks 
ended up beating Milwaukee too. What if the New York Knicks? What what are we talking? What are we talking about the New York Knicks advancing? I'm just saying we can't just rule it out. They defend, they shoot the ball, they're gonna slow the ball game down. Mm. You ain't gonna be able to run away from them. They're okay. rough and rugged and physical. Hey, there's hope. There is hope, and Jalen Brunson has brought that hope. I say we hold on to it, ladies and gentlemen. We hold on to it. This is what it's all about, baby. Orange and blue skies. Orange and blue skies. That's what I'm talking about right here today. That's what I'm talking about. We're not going to we're not going to talk about how this is when the the, the superstars shine. We're not going to talk about the to the finals MVP. The two. We're, nice. we're gonna, no, we're not. Be nice. Yeah, we got to be how nice. How about nice. this? How about this? There is an episode uh, of Stephen A's World that is coming out this weekend as the playoffs kick off the Nets and the 76ers and look at this star-studded cast that you've got with you what are you most excited for Stephen A well listen I'm excited for the Knicks playing later on in the afternoon <laughs> but I'm also excited first of all the other night I appreciated Snoop Dogg Bill Bellamy and the whole crew Damian Lillard everybody showing up for me John Collins the way they did it Mikel Bridges and now you see this liner right here I don't know about Miz though he got a little bit too much mouth he's gonna probably try to come take over my show that ain't gonna happen but I'm looking forward <laughs> to talk a little rail, Nick, and of course C.J. McCullough. Well, and I might even invite Big Perk. Ooh. If he's nice. If Only he's nice. nice. And he brings Stone with him <laughs> yeah, to so, yell at on national television. Yeah, that's going to be part of it, especially because we know we have a little Perk in Lil Rel, right. and then we also have Big Perk, so I would love to see that marriage come to be. Stephen A., thank you for yeah. making a little bit of so time nice with us. You were so nice to me today. You were so nice to me today. And you too. I can't believe it. Y'all are great. You know, this touches my heart. Yay! Hold on. Do we, do we end with like a, a go Knicks? Is that really what's going to send yeah, you right yeah, off yeah. into the go sunset? Knicks. That's go. really what's going to send you right off. Go New York. Go New York. Go! Go New York. Go New York. Go! I said go New York. Go New York. Go! Go New York. Go New York. Go! Feel the come on NBA today. We're talking about the Warriors. Their title defense starts tomorrow night on ABC. Oh, and I heard they're getting a much-needed player back in game one of this one. Plus, it's win or go home tonight. So which stars step up with their backs against the wall? We have Big Perk. He has a big list that you are not going to want to miss. And... The Bucks all-star guard, Drew Holiday, he's joining the show. We compared this season's team to the 2021 championship team. All of that and more will be back after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. And in part by the all-new Lexus RX. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. 
We have a big one tonight on ESPN, OKC versus Minnesota. Some news out of Minnesota, though. Both big men, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, they are listed as questionable tonight. Cat has a calf strain, and then Gobert is dealing with back spasms. And yesterday, Gobert said that if he hadn't been suspended for that one game, his back was bad enough. He thinks it actually would have kept him out against the Los Angeles Lakers. So back here with Cheney and Perk. Perk, assuming that they do play tonight, who needs to step up for Minnesota? It got to be Ant-Man. You know, he went 3 for 17, 0 for 9 from 3. And even if they're banged up and playing, this is the time that superstars rise to the occasion, especially the young superstars. And he's going against another young superstar in SGA that he's going to have to protect his home court. So when I'm looking at this Minnesota team without McDaniels and what they're going through, both of his bigs, his other two, quote unquote, uh, part of his big three not being healthy, I'm looking for Anthony Edwards to do what he do best, and that's bounce back with great confidence. Hmm. I agree. The beauty of the play-in is that in these situations where you want a little redemption, he has another opportunity tonight. And so, Ant, like you said, he was 0 for 9 from 3 in that matchup, and those three-point shots really affect your confidence. If you see, that he took them all over the perimeter, and, you know, he tried to attack in the basket. It just was not in rhythm for him, for him to build the confidence against the Lakers squad that, honestly, like, that was a, a, a grinded-out type of win. And if he were his normal, usual form that averages 25 points per game, you feel like the T-Wolves could have won that game, right? But it it was just so hard for him. So him having another chance in this play-in position, I think we'll see a different version of himself. I'm curious how serious this calf is for Cap because it feels like he still sets the tone for this team, even with how talented Anthony Edwards is. He was perfect in the first half, and the Timberwolves Mm -hmm. are cruising. Then when he picked up that fifth foul, that's when things came to a screeching halt. So if Rudy Gobert is able to play, if they're able to minimize the fouls he picks up, how is that? going to set the tone. That's kind of what I'm going to be keeping my eye on tonight on ESPN. Thunder Timberwolves, they play for the eighth and final spot in the West. Coverage starts at 9.30 Eastern. Remember the winner, they go on to play the Nuggets in the first round. But a team that essentially opted out of the play-in tournament is the Dallas Mavericks, and they have been fined $750,000 by the NBA for conduct that is detrimental to the league. And this comes after an investigation into the franchise's decision to sit out several key players for the April 7th loss that eliminated the team from play-in contention. So in a news release, the league said that the Mavericks, quote, violated the NBA's resting policy and demonstrated through actions and public statements the organization's desire to lose the game in order to improve their chances of its first run pick in the NBA draft. So to come on our show, my friends, we head to Lakers shoot around ahead of their matchup against Ja and the Grizzlies. Does Perk still 10 toes down have LeBron coming out of the so. West? We discuss. <laughs> I think so, too. Plus, speaking of the Western Conference, we're going to go to the Bay Area. Can the Warriors win on the road? It's the question that we've been asking all season long. Or will Sacramento be lighting the beam? I can't wait for this matchup. We're going to dive into the origin of the phenomenon that is the beam team. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started. Buckets everywhere. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by American Express. So tomorrow night, Sacramento is hosting its first playoff game since 2006. And my goodness, a whole lot has changed since then. But one thing that hasn't, right, the atmosphere for Kings home games, it is always electric. And that was even before they lit the beam. The beam has become a symbol of hope and success for everyone. Every time we win, the beams lit up into the sky. The beam and the Sacramento Kings are inextricable right now, and I love it. It represents Sacramento proud. Three! that the Vec had. I was always wondering, why can't we have purple lights on top of the arena? So when I'm flying, I can just look out the window and say, oh, the Kings are in the house. So a few years later, the team at the Kings came to me and said, hey, we've got the purple lights, but it's not light. It's a purple laser that's going to shoot up into the sky. I love Vec, but come on, the beam? How, how is that going to work? Let us know what to do. There has to be some connection between the actual laser and the button on the floor. But let's just call that magic. I'm ready. You ready to light the beam? You ready to light the beam? Shemezi Matukin lights that beam! The beam is actually not one, but six lasers that shoot up into the sky. And they go into outer space. And if it's nighttime, you can see it from miles and miles away. The more that I was around people after games, the more I embraced it. Light the beam! Light the beam! Even though the Sacramento Kings debuted the beam on September the 16th, the phenomenon of the beam really took off when the team started winning games and those lasers shot into the sky. People really started to notice. We only light the beam physically pressing the button at home, but the beam does get lit when we're on the road as well. So anytime we get a win, the city of Sacramento, you know, you know it. One, two, three. After one of our home games, I was driving, so I couldn't see it out the window. So like I stopped at a at a red light and got out of the car to see it. And I think it was dope. It was, it was cool just seeing a big purple laser going into the sky. We've been in a playoff route for a long time. We've started this journey, and uh, each time we take another step forward, light the beam. Light the beam! Light the beam! Every road trip, you know, um, every game, when we win, you hear it. You don't really get that, you know, with many other teams. It used to be Go Kings or Sacramento, but now most of the time when someone greets you, it's just Light the Beam. You see people wearing Light the Beam t-shirts. It's pretty amazing to see how this whole phenomenon Light the beam! has grown from lights going out at the top of Golden One Center to where it is now. The Sacramento Kings are going to the playoffs. 
Sacramento clinching a playoff spot for the first time in 17 years. This is still a very proud franchise that went through some lean years and now is back to where they feel they belong. The whole shining of the beams up into the atmosphere is symbolic of the rise of this franchise. Playoff time here in Sacramento is going to be off the chart. It's going to be the biggest show in the country. It's going to be like nothing you've ever seen. Light the beam! You could get a front row seat to the Beam team, but it's going to cost you. The average price to get into game one of Warriors-Kings, that series, is $551. That's by far the most expensive of any first-round game of any series this year, according to Vivid Seats. A bit of news before we go to break. The NBA announced today that Miles Bridges has been suspended for 30 games without pay as a result of a domestic violence incident involving the mother of his children. Now, Bridges was arrested and charged with multiple offenses and eventually entered a plea of no contest to a felony domestic violence charge. The incident, it occurred almost at the exact same time that Bridges became a restricted free agent last summer, and he has since remained unsigned to any team. And as a part of the NBA's ruling today, 20 of the games that Bridges has already been suspended, they are deemed as already served. So that means if he signs an NBA contract, he will only be required to miss the first 10 games before being eligible to play. NBA Today will be right back. What a thrill this is for us. The highness of the highlight, former sports center anchor, current Bay Area legend, Larry Beal, joining us. Larry, thank you so much for stopping by NBA Today. Oh, Malika, my pleasure. You went deep into the archives oh, yes. for the old Michael Buffer spot. That, that, oh, fantastic. One thing you always have to know about this show, Larry, and you've been on it before, is that we will go into the archives. We will find the video. But you're here today to preview the battle of Northern California here. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. But yesterday, Steve Kerr, he said that Andrew Wiggins is, in fact, going to be available for that game one. That's after missing the last 25 games of the season due to a family matter. How are they working to incorporate him here? Well, that's the great question and one that Steve would not answer. But if you look at the past with the Warriors, with players coming back from injuries, and unfortunately they've had to deal with a, you know, a fair amount of this with Steph and Draymond, etc., you would expect 20 to 25 minutes a game for Andrew Wiggins as he ramps up. But you think about it, for the average person, you know, if you were, let's say, out for two months, and fortunately in this case it wasn't an injury, but if you had to come back instantly to play in playoff-type intensity, like, I'd want paramedics at both ends of the court for me. Uh, but obviously it speaks to the, the level of training and athleticism that NBA players possess. Because we saw Andrew Wiggins in practice. He looked like, you know, just regular old Andrew Wiggins. He's hmm. not the body type of a guy that's going to gain weight, you know, if he's not that active. Uh, but, you know, 
he's going to be really important if the Warriors have any real title aspirations. Andrew Wiggins has to be able to play at a high level. And we saw that last year. He was such a key piece of what they were able to do to win the title. And remember last year, Steph, the Warriors, after they won it all, they sort of famously chanted, you know, what are they going to say now? That was their mantra. But what's the feeling now, both in the organization and the city, as they gear up to try to win their fifth title in the last nine years? Well, I, I think the reality is the regular season is kind of an inconvenient six months for the Warriors because mm. of all the rings that they've won. We heard Draymond Green say just a few weeks ago, you know, I got a hard time getting out of bed in March. Well, it's April now. They got to get out of bed, but they have to break a lot of the bad habits. You can't get down in the first quarter every game, turn the ball over 20, 25 times. I actually messaged Steve Kerr a while ago, and I said, jokingly, have you like casually mentioned to the guys that it's easier to win these games if you don't get down by 20 in the first quarter? And his response was, that's really good. I'm going to write that one down. Uh, so they're, they're aware of the problem and, and aware of the things they need to fix. And now that they're turning the page and going into the postseason, I expect a much more focused Warriors team. Yeah, I do too. Larry, thank you so much for spending a little time with us here on NBA Today. Although I'd be remiss not to end this interview by saying aloha. It means goodbye. Aloha, Larry. I heard that, Malika. Aloha. See you soon in Sacramento. If you know, you know. See you soon in Sacramento, my friend. But before we get to the actual playoffs, we still have a couple more play-in games to play. So coming up here on NBA Today, we're going to preview the showdown tonight in South Beach between the Bulls and the Miami Heat. Don't go anywhere. That conversation coming up next. so much credit. I know a lot of stuff seemed like it leaned, leaned on me and Zach, but Vooch definitely deserves so much more credit than he, uh, than he gets. Trusting each other, trusting our work, and then just being there for each other and, and having no quit. But that's the beauty of this game, honestly. Just going, just going out there, be able to compete. Man, that was so much fun. What a treat it was to have both Damar and Zach join the show from the team plane. I said it yesterday. That was a first for me. And although they are going to be on the road, we still have a little home court advantage here on NBA Today with ABC7 Chicago News anchor Dion Miller, who is joining us here. And Dion, sort of the story, right, of the play-in so far for the Bulls wasn't, wasn't Damar. It was DR, his daughter, who was yelling this ear-piercing scream every single time the Toronto Raptors shot free throw causing them to miss 50% to the point that an airline, United Airlines, even tweeted this. They said, the flight's on us. What do you say, Damar? We'd love to take <laughs> DR's talents to South Beach. So is she a hero in Chicago? What's the feeling toward her? She is definitely a legend, Malika. Talk about someone who understood the assignment. I couldn't even concentrate making dinner with the game on, with her <laughs> screaming like that, let alone trying to shoot free throws. She was impressive. And I'm kind of surprised the Bulls didn't try to offer her some sort of 10-day contract. I mean, this is something they cannot mess with, and that is their mojo in the play-in season that they're in. But all kidding aside, she will not be there tonight in Miami. As DeMar told her, he said he allowed her one day off of school to come along for this play-in series. And 
and he stuck to his word, which is honestly really good parenting. I mean, the Bulls have beaten the Heat three times without her, so hopefully this won't be their final game of the season tonight, and she'll get one more chance to scream and be the scream queen for this team, which they certainly needed on Wednesday night. The scream queen. I love that. And you know what, Damar? <laughs> I can't even fault you for that. Have a good night's sleep. That's always a good thing. But let's talk a little bit about on the court here because the Bulls, they kind of went all in for this big three that they have right now. What's the feeling around the city at this point? Does it feel like it's, it's win now with this group or else? It, it does to some extent. I mean, it's not like they haven't had time to try to figure this out, right? I mean, this is a Bulls team that did nothing at the trade deadline last year, did nothing at the trade deadline again this year. And at that time, Vice President Arturis Karnaschovas was asked, do you expect to make the playoffs? And simply put, he said yes. So one would think that losing tonight and failing to get there would be a moment where he would say, look, something has got to change. I think everyone agrees that something has got to change. And we have waited in this city for 82 games to see max contract Zach Levine be the reason the Bulls win games. Obviously, that showed up in Toronto on Wednesday night, but a very tall task to see him try to do that again. This group has struggled with consistency. That is not a secret. If they're able to put it together now in April when it counts and their season is on the line, I think that says a lot about trying to keep this group together. But they need more. They need more. I mean, beating a Toronto, beating a Miami, this is not going against the Celtics or the 76ers or, or Boston. These are teams that are around their level. They need to find more to be able to compete at a more consistent rate. If they're able to take advantage of their momentum right now and beat a motivated motivated Jimmy Butler, I think that says a lot about mm. the belief that the front office has in this group moving forward. So we'll see. Dion, thank you. It all goes down tonight. And she mentioned Jimmy Butler to get into the playoffs. The Bulls are going to have to face him. And Butler, he's played in six elimination games for Chicago. He has had plenty of huge performances in win or go home situations. A 47-point effort. You all remember this against the Celtics. A four a game seven in last year's Eastern Conference Finals. And then he had, what, a cool 35-point triple-double to extend the 2020 Finals in the bubble. But as we often say on this show, there, there's levels to this. So I want to bring in your friend and mine, Kendrick Perkins, because Big Perk, I understand that you have a new big list here. So I want to see where Jimmy Buckets ranks. Let me get this right. On your big list of back-against-the-wall ballers, who you got here? When it comes to back against the ball, ballers on perk big list, we're talking big things, okay? And we're talking about heavyweighters. At number five, I'm going with Kawhi Leonard. You got to have hardware to make this list. Not just a championship, but finals MVP. At number four, Mr. KD, Kevin Durant. Durant, two-time champion, two-times finals MVP. At number three, we saw what he did when he won the championship and finals MVP of 50 piece at number two, Steph Curry, the green-eyed assassin. We know what he, how he gets down. And at number one, <laughs> the king, yours truly, 38-year-old LeBron James. That's right, on the big list. When you're back against the wall and you in the game seven, these are my top five guys that I would want on my team in this order. Heavyweighters, but it's not because of their weight. It's because of their resume. Carry on. It's because they get it done when their back is up against the wall. We know the Milwaukee Bucks get it done when their back is up against the wall. Drew Holiday is joining us next on this show. What's up, guys? I'm Drew Holiday, and you're watching the NBA Today.
NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. Maybe in 15 years, 20 years, maybe my numbers of the next career. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. It takes more than skills to be great. That's what people don't understand. You can be the most skillful person on earth. Still don't make the NBA. The NBA is not about skills. When you think about LeBron, you think about consistency. He's been great for 20 years. Think about MJ. Edge, about getting better, obsession. Kobe, obsession. Steph. Man, it's not just skills. The thing that makes me a step further than people is the obsession and the discipline I have towards the game. So here are the favorites to win the NBA championship this year. The Bucks and the Celtics, they're at the top. They're followed by the Suns, the Warriors, the 76ers in the top five. This is all according to Caesars Sportsbook. And earlier this week, I sat down with Bucks guard Drew Holiday. We now welcome in Bucks guard Drew Holiday. Drew, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. And I'm so excited because it's the best time of the year. It's the playoffs. They are here. But as you look back on how you're coming into this playoff run, how do you think that differs or maybe you've improved since the 2021 championship, Drew Holiday? Um, I'm just playing with a lot of confidence, me personally. Uh, loving, the, loving the game, loving my teammates and, and how we play. And, uh, just really having fun out there. I think that's uh, something that not only me, but but the team shows every time we play. So you guys have like a you know WWE style belt for the free throw competition, but the best defender on the Milwaukee Bucks is who? This year, I'd have to say Brooke. I'd have to say Brooke Lopez. Um, my opinion, I think he's defensive player of the year. Um, I don't know if people really watch him like that or uh, care what he does, but. Um, I, me as a point guard and me as somebody who gets blown by a few times in a game, knowing that Brooke has, has not only my back, but every, like he literally covers everybody's back. He alters shots at the rim. He's averaging probably the most blocks that he's had in his career. And our defense is significantly worse when he's not on the court. This, this is such a, a group effort, this team. How would you stack up this team in its totality against your 2021 team that won the championship? Uh, I think we compare uh, very well to each other. I just think that maybe going through that was our experience and then now that we've done that, we have more experience because mm. we know what it we knew we, we know what it's like to to get to the top. So um, we still have that hunger. We still know that it's hard. It's it's really difficult winning a championship. We have some great teams here in the East and, and back West. But um, I think our experience helps us a lot. You, you talked a little bit about Giannis and, and being around you guys a bit. It seems like everything sort of trickles down from him. How does he personally challenge you? Uh, I think... I think it's his actions. Um, for one, when Giannis speaks, you can tell that he speaks with intention. He doesn't talk a lot, but I think it's his work ethic. I think it's uh, how he carries himself, not only off the court, but on the court, how he approaches practice every day. He approaches the games. Um, they're very, very important to him, and he doesn't take any of that for granted. So 
you know those nights where you're at game 50 or 60 and you don't feel like playing guess who's guess who feels like playing mm. uh, our best player does and i feel like that's a motivation just to get out there and and be ready to play as well i also know you set the highest possible standards for yourself but if you had to pick your biggest critic would it be yourself would it be head coach mike budenholzer would it be your wife lauren who is pushing you the most it'd be my wife uh <laughs> there are times where i feel like i embarrass her or if i don't have a good game i can't come home um knowing that my wife is one uh two gold medals in the olympics and then uh world cup world cup gold it sets the standard for the household and and i'm catching up she's uh yeah she she's the goat in our household i mean you said it not me but speaking of lauren in 2020 you pledged the remainder of your nba salary to combating systemic racism and you've continued that work through the jlh foundation and this week you closed another round of one million dollar funding which is just incredible how do you hope this impacts both the black community and black businesses uh, I hope it impacts them just to, to keep hope and to know that there's people out there who support them and are fighting for them. Um, I know for myself and, and, and my wife, we talk about it all the time. The easy thing is to write the check. Um, the hard thing to do is to be out in the community, uh, in your community, and want to better not only yourself but your community. And I feel like all these uh, all these uh, applicants, all the businesses and, and nonprofits that we we end up uh, sponsoring is is exactly that. And the way that they approach um, their life, the way that they approach the youngsters in the community uh, and want to better their life, it's really, really motivating to, to see um, every time we get in contact with them. Well, just researching the work that you have done through your foundation alongside Lauren, it's really been incredible to see over the last couple of years and to read about this, this latest round of funding has been pretty awesome, Drew. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Best of luck in the playoffs. This is the fun part, and we will get to see you a little bit farther down the road. Yes, ma'am. Good seeing you. The Milwaukee Bucks, they will take the floor on Sunday, but the NBA playoffs, they begin tomorrow. I cannot believe it is already that time of year. We get things started with the Nets and the 76ers. Close the day with the Kings and the Warriors. You can see the full schedule there on your screen. But back here with my friends Sinead Gumake, Kendrick Perkins. Perk, starting with you here, what's the one thing that you want to see in these playoffs? No sweeps. No team pulling out brooms. I, like... The playoffs, teams in the playoffs are that, that are going to make the playoffs are, are talented enough to at least win one game. That's what I want to see. That means we're going to have some great basketball and some great series. I agree. Great series. But I also am here for the legacy matchups. Mm. I mean, we finally have one conference, the West, that has that guy, Steph and Clay, that has Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul, that has LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah. So for me, it's all about these matchups that Hoopers have been waiting for to see when it matters the most. So I love this idea of like the West and then also the East. You can't sleep on them as well. Yeah, see, that's kind of what I'm looking at it's the old school versus the new school that I'm looking forward to seeing because there's a reason that the top three seeds in the West are who they are right, right. because as much as we want to see the Stephs and the LeBrons this is also a time for those new kids on the block to show exactly what they got this is the best time of year it is finally that time enjoy the games this weekend the playoffs are here Tanae is dancing and we will see you on Monday hey.